Welcome to the next episode of Wall Street Bets, biggest gainers and losers of the past week. And we'll go over if their decisions were actually stupidity, luck, or skill. Because I don't want anyone on this channel blowing up six figures overnight unless you really want to, which I just won't understand. So let's get into it. Let's dissect the first biggest loser with Clove. And again, this is educational to help you on your journey and figure out why people are crushing it or losing a lot of money. So Clove ran hard and I'm very confused looking at this $128,000 loss because it ran hard. How'd you lose money in calls? And I'll tell you what happened in here because it's very interesting. As you can see, this user purchased this 16 strike call expiring next week, the 17 strike expiring this week, and the 17 strike expiring next week. So these are way above the current price of Clove. Currently, we're at about $9, so we need almost a 100% move to get this thing going. So he's obviously way too far out of the money, and this is what those options look like right now. But here's the crazy part. Here's the part that I don't understand. This guy bought these options at about 50.5. These options ran to 100, so he should have been up 100%. He probably could have made over six figures with some of these options. So I'm really curious, why did he not scale out? Why did he not pay himself? How are all these options down? And what I try to figure out is, where would he have gotten in? And I decided that he probably bought Clove as it was following and then bought these options here as the price consistently dropped from, as you can see, probably where he bought it here all the way down to zero. So these options probably going to expire worthless. He has a whole week, but Clove has to close at about $18, maybe even higher for him to have these options really print. So here's the chart, and again, he probably could have made an easy 100% if he bought the uptrend. And this is a lesson to all traders, do not buy the falling knife. And I did say I was buying a falling knife in Bitcoin, but Bitcoin is a different story. Bitcoin dumps over 30% sometimes, and that's a tremendous opportunity if you know what you're doing. So right here, Clove, on the uptrend, easy money if he knew what he was doing. This guy probably didn't, so I'm going to put him in the stupidity category as he probably bought this consolidation region. Although this pop was nice, it didn't last long, and these options probably decayed hard once the IV was jacked up for during that first initial move. So unfortunately, this trader just buying at the wrong place, right idea, wrong place, and it ended up being a six-figure loss because of that. Next up, TSS. TSM for a $187,000 loss. He's down 82%. And the funny thing is these are longer term options. He bought these out for January and he probably bought this a long time ago. So these options probably had six months or more of time on them. And this is interesting because I always think buying long-term options is a good idea, but I go on Wall Street Bets and I see that people can't do it correctly, which makes me think it's not as easy as I thought. So this guy right here, TSM, TSM, going straight up, going vertical, obviously it's a great time to buy because this thing is making all-time highs on this current run every single week, but then we hit this top and we trade sideways from January to 
Today, we haven't made a new high in over eight months, and this is the major downside of buying leap options or buying six-month-out options. You need it to make a new high, and you need to go past that new high, or you just need the price to move in your direction, plain and simple. It didn't happen for this guy. This is a lesson learned. Buying long-term options is a cool strategy. It really works well, but things need to move in a direction. So this was amazing how flat it was for this long next up amc amc popped again how's this guy losing money Ninety-three thousand dollar loss 90 percent loss and then i look and i dissect this a little bit more 145 dollar strike amc is currently at 50 dollars, and this is september 21st so why is he buying that far out how long was he holding those were my initial questions and again, a strike that high has a very small chance of ever making a profit and becoming worth something at the time of expiration. Um, the numbers behind that are like 99.9999999% chance of you not making a penny and having these be worth anything. As you can see, here's the option. And again, I thought to myself, well, the options um, probably 100%ed here as you went from $8 to 16 they even, you know, 50%ed here going from 12 to 16 So how did this guy lose money? And I realized he bought at $5. And we didn't hit $5 for this option until over here, which tells me he didn't buy during the consolidation. He bought the falling knife again on AMC as AMC sank. And you can see the option is sinking, 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 sinking. It went all the way down to $10, all the way from 500 to 10 so i'm seeing this guy making another cardinal mistake buying strikes too high and just praying it hits um, capitulation mode again so amc already ran hard once it needs to consolidate before it makes another crazy crazy move so look at the chart because this is nuts this option he probably bought it here as we had a great candle pop off the ema cloud but then the stock is at the exact same price, but his options aren't anywhere close to where he bought them at, which tells me the IV was jacked up here and the IV drop was hard and harsh and a lot of people got burned. So again, guys, if you're buying too far out of the money, you won't make money if you are correct in some cases. So be very careful what you're picking and what you're buying because the worst thing you can do is be correct about the move and just sit there with a loss because that is very aggravating. I've been there. So he's going to be chalked up in this stupidity category as well. Next up, $17,000 loss on Hood. And this one was very fun to dissect because we had some cash secured puts and some calls, some long calls. So he was making money from time decay and trying to make money from a bullish move. These are both bullish positions. $82,000 of cash collateral. So this one was very good. You know, half of it was smart. Half of it was dumb. Um, it could work out though. He's plenty of time on these options as they expire in about three or four months from here. So here is Hood and he has cash secured puts at the 41 strike. We're currently going underneath that. So this guy's going to start losing money on those. But as long as we stay above 41 at the time of expiration, which is next week and this week, we are going to have these options go to zero. So today, he's pro probably going to have a chance to have these options go to zero, 
collect the full premium for the cash cured puts, which was a smart move. I'm pumped for this guy. That was the first skillful move I've seen on most of these. But buying a strike at 25 and 70 seemed a little bit dumb. Again, like we said in the previous example with AMC, going too far out of the money ensures you never make money. So $70 in this type of trend was idiotic and stupidity at its finest. We do have this being just a falling knife consistently going down. This is an IPO that already made its pop. IPOs typically make one pop and they're done. So this one is going to be consolidating chopping for a long time. I do expect this to go under 30 um, in the next couple months as more institutions are going to sell when lockup ends. It's going to get ugly. So hood half and half here. He made some good choices. He made some bad choices. Aren't we all doing the same thing on some weeks though? So here's Chewy and we have an earnings YOLO of $50,000 for a loss. And this is 96% of his capital gone. And one thing I don't understand is why do people buy something and let it go to zero? <laughs> because once it goes down 50% or even 30% and you have three days left or even two days left till expiration, the chance of you making money is so small. But if you have even 10 days out, it's still very small when you pass 50% down. So a lot of people think I can hold and it's all going to be okay. Um, but the problem is the more you hold, the higher the price has to go for you to break even typically you know, or for you to make money or profit. So again, it's, it's very tough for me to see this because most people, if they put in 50 grand and they have $2,000, $3,000 left, that is a cruise, that's a small vacation, and they're just thinking, that's my gambling money to get this 50K back, but that never happened, never saves you. That last two, $3,000, the chance of it saving you is like less than 0.0001%. So next up, the chart here. The break-even point for his options was at $93. So I'm assuming these were calls, and I'm assuming he bought them before earnings because why would anyone buy anything close to $93 at the price it's at currently? So he probably bought these right here on earnings for a YOLO, and then boom, Chewy got dropped hard, and the charts look bearish on the weekly. So I won't show those, but they did not look good. So I'll show you how to YOLO correctly, which is Lulu. Um, this guy made 50k, 600% return YOLOing options for Lulu on earnings. And here's the correct YOLO chart for an earnings um, setup. I don't recommend anyone YOLOs anything any amount of the time in their trading career, but if you're going to mess with earnings, the chart needs to look like this. It has to be trending up on the weekly. This is the weekly chart. This is trending green and blue EMA clouds. We do see it pushing towards all-time highs. We do see it pushing currently. So this is all momentous. We see a great momentum run, and then earnings push us over all-time highs and then push us to run just a little bit more. So earnings setup right here. I'm going to show you one more in the middle of the video, but here's another one, Tesla. And this guy just held some shares and did pretty well. I'm not going to dive into this too much, but the Tesla chart is probably one of my favorites right now. A lot of people are YOLOing it. They're figuring out that Tesla, you know, could go to 800 again, but I don't see it happening because of this right here right now. Um, I do see this channel holding very well. We have the second touch or second touch here, first touch here of the bottom, and then three touches of the top. Typically the channel is just going to trade inside itself 
for a very long time. So Tesla puts are gonna be on my radar for the next two to three weeks. So we're gonna be trading that inside our trading group. If you wanna try us out seven days for free, hit the link below. We have a free trading journal. We got bread alerts for free. We got a free trading indicator. We got live streams twice a day. It's incredible, try us out. So again, so much consolidation, flattening right at the highs. So I don't see this breaking out. And especially because this is past resistance, as you can see from this prior level of 770, 780. So we haven't got over that level in the past. So we're probably not gonna get over it now. Next up is Hut. This is a mining company, four bedroom penthouse, $30,000 gain. And this guy, not really sure what he bought, WV. Um, this is Canadian, this just looks like stock, but you can see Hut right here is right at resistance. But in terms of like luck or skill, this is definitely skill because Hut was an amazing, amazing pop opportunity right here when both EMA clouds went bullish, green and then blue. Once you get both those clouds running, that's where you can get in and hopefully get a nice, nice push. All time highs came in almost, uh, we need $13, but we did cross that wick. So we're getting above the bodies and we're looking like we can make another move, but it's definitely getting very choppy at the double top. So while Hut looks good, this could be the place for it to fall off. And next up, GME, we had to put one in just because it's GME. These are up $10,000, 70% gains, and some debit spreads. So this is interesting. He is closing debit spreads and taking profit, $144,000 of profit. GME just had okay earnings and it's just chopping, um, but this guy was able to lock it in beforehand. Extremely smart. We love seeing people lock in profit along the way and then leaving some position on to see, hey, what can happen next? But that's all I got, guys. If you wanna see the last Wall Street Bets winners and losers video, check it out in the video to the right of me. Make sure you check out our free courses, free books, link in the bio, and I'd love to see you guys in the next video. So subscribe, like this video as well. I'll see you guys. Peace out, have a great day.